Anne, a 92-year-old mother, grandmother, and former nurse, has been living with dementia for about seven years, along with COPD and heart problems. She lost her husband Robert of 52 years just a couple of years ago. But she's been able to stay in her own home with the help of her daughter Holly, 24-7 care from HomeAids, and a palliative care team. As Anne's main family caregiver, Holly had not been familiar with palliative care, but today she describes the palliative care team as a safety net. She says the team manages Anne's symptoms, coordinates all of her medical needs, and helps them avoid medical emergencies. Equally important is that with palliative care, the family can focus on their relationship and time together instead of having to become specialists in dementia. This is Anne and Holly's palliative care story. Holly remembers her mother as hardworking, the family leader, someone who loved to talk and laugh, and a terrific grandmother. Anne and Robert both worked while raising Holly and her twin brother. She was a nurse and a nursing home administrator on the overnight shift so she could be home with her children during the day. When Holly and her husband had their two boys, Anne and Robert helped care for them for many years so Holly could attend graduate school and pursue her own career. There were family celebrations, holiday gatherings and outings, much of which carried on despite Anne's health challenges and because of having palliative care. The referral to palliative care was made early when Anne began struggling to pay bills, had short-term memory loss, and generally was weaker and growing fearful. There were also concerns about possible falls. Her long-standing primary care doctor arranged for a palliative care team to visit her at her home. Today, we're going to hear from Holly and from Anne's palliative care doctor, Joanne Soltis, to learn about the role of palliative care for people living with dementia or Alzheimer's disease. Dr. Soltis is the lead clinical physician for the home-based palliative care program for New Vance Health in Connecticut. Let's begin with Holly, who describes her mother's health. She never was formally diagnosed um, because she was so resistant to it. It was just so difficult for her to um, talk about it. Um, I think I started noticing it with when she had trouble paying her bills, and she just became generally more fearful. She, you know, hid symptoms really well. She didn't really speak about it per se, even when I directly would talk about her symptoms. Um, sometimes she's oriented to the environment around her. She definitely recognizes my sons, myself, and my brother. Um, I guess right now her status is that she's a little more silent than she has been during the past years. But as she got cognitively a little bit more confused, um, I understood the idea of palliative care and how it could be helpful for my family. But originally I, I didn't have any idea really about its existence and the concept. Palliative care is specialized medical care for people living with a serious illness. This type of care focuses on providing relief from the symptoms and stress of the illness. The goal is to improve quality of life for both the patient and the family. Palliative care is provided by a specially trained team of doctors, nurses, and other specialists who work together with a patient's other doctors to provide an extra layer of support. 
It is appropriate at any age and at any stage in a serious illness, and it can be provided along with curative treatment. Depending on where you live, palliative care is available in a number of settings, including hospitals, outpatient clinics, and at home. Let's hear more about what palliative care has to offer for those living with dementia. This is Dr. Joanne Soltis, who leads the palliative care team that cares for Anne in her own home. As a palliative care provider, we're usually a part of a team with medical professionals as well as social workers and nurses and spiritual care um, support people who really try to help not only the patient with regard to whatever symptoms they're experiencing, but equally as important, their loved ones and caregivers in the home. So it's our job to sort of say, okay, we're here for you and the family to help navigate the road, to help advocate for whatever symptom relief uh, the person, of course, has first and foremost, and then to really help um, make sure as, as things progress and change that the the patient's needs and the family's needs are met. I I think that um, as the as things change and the disease progresses, the palliative care provider plays more of an intricate role because as things change, it becomes much more challenging for patients with dementia to see their cardiologist or their internist. And if we get involved early, we really have the privilege of really getting to know the patient and the family very well. We establish that um, relationship over time. When things change and progress, it's a lot easier for us to say to the endocrinologist or the cardiologist, this is my patient, these are his or her symptoms, what can we do to help manage symptoms so that they don't have to be going out to appointments if that's not something that they're up to doing, and just to make things as easy as possible and as stress-free as possible since the disease does take on so much additional um, anxiety and stress for patients and families. And when I walk into a person's home, that the, the information is tremendous. It, it, it's, um, you know, again, everything from what's in their kitchen, what's in the refrigerator, to to what they're utilizing to be mobile, to what they're what their pleasures are. Are they reading? Are they watching television? Is there anything... Um, um, that um, that they used to, um, you know, enjoy that maybe we can reintroduce. So it's really, I think, just really getting a sense for what, um, you know, where they are in terms of their, their quality of life and what we can do to to help help improve and, and prevent any changes or any decline. Um, you know, it's really, gosh, I think all about observing relationships, um, getting to know family members and caregivers, and really just connecting with the patients on a different level. Anxiety and fear are common symptoms related to dementia, which has been the case for Anne from the beginning. When these symptoms weren't yet managed, Anne avoided leaving her home and didn't want to spend time with her children and grandchildren, which had been main sources of joy for her. Because palliative care specialists are trained to learn and focus on what's most important to individual patients and to address complex symptoms, Dr. Soltis was able to prescribe a medicine for Anne, which allowed her to resume family visits and outings. When she first started having um, short-term memory loss and 
really started thinking about what that might be like for her. She initially was just always refused to leave the house, wouldn't come to my house for holidays, wouldn't go out to dinner with us. Um, And then, you know, when she got medication from the palliative care staff that they actually knew a lot about how medications can be um, used in a way to make the patient feel like they're in more control, to lessen the symptoms in a way so they're not heavily medicated, but it's also, you know, the regular world becomes less stressful. Um, she became really more connected to the me- the medical professionals that came in, and she was able to c- go out for a long period of time. She went out maybe twice a week to with my sons, or she came to my house. She participated in Thanksgiving and Christmas. She was pretty impaired at that point too, but she was she felt confident enough in herself and and also that the care she was giving that she didn't feel like she was totally losing control. She she definitely looked less fearful and more confident. So when I did first meet Anne, she was struggling with these symptoms of fear and anxiety and agitation at in the, again typically in the evening time, which is what we oftentimes see and that terminology sundowning is is oftentimes used to describe those that period of the day and and Anne was particularly um, challenged by those symptoms, and it had gotten to the point where she was unwilling to leave her home to go visit her grandson, who um, lives about an hour away, and, and even to get outside to enjoy some fresh air. She was really, unfortunately, just spending the majority of her day on her couch or, um, you know, with very limited mobility. So with the ability to intervene and... Um, suggest and and utilize a medication that alleviated those symptoms and was able to to finally leave her home and enjoy family time, which when I first met Anne, I remember her telling me that that was the most important thing to her. But once we were able to provide that relief for her, it was a, a wonderful thing to see her be able to enjoy some time out of her out of her home and with her family. And that is what it's all about. It's about quality of life for the patient and, and really trying to get to know the patient so that we can um, talk about what's most important to them. We use this term goals of care a lot. And really it is, I think, the most important thing we can do for our patients is really connect with them, know what's what's what gives them the most uh, joy and satisfaction in their lives and try to do our best to to provide that as best we can for them. My mother was a very my mother still is a very intelligent person and but to you know lose that ability to read and that ability to think at a very high level it's a real grieving process but they modeled a way for us to be so that we weren't in a constant state of grieving that we could find a, a state of calmness almost in in this new process that we were learning to deal with in our life and it also very much uh was deeply calming to me that she could always have um, a medication that could help her think at her at the top of her abilities and that if she was in any pain, they knew how to provide a pain medication in a way that 
you know, she wasn't overly drugged, didn't sleep during the day, and was just having the highest quality of life that she could have. She could enjoy her grandchildren. She could, um, at least prior to COVID, she could, you know, really go out to a restaurant and we learned how to um, make that as easy as possible for her. And almost to act as to model and to to be more comfortable with, this is normative. As we've been hearing, the central goal of palliative care is to improve quality of life for the patient and for their family and caregivers. Another way that Dr. Soltis and her team achieve this for Anne is by monitoring all aspects of her health, which reduces the number of times she has to go out for other medical visits. This minimizes the disorientation of waiting rooms and doctor's offices and can make a big difference in helping those with dementia remain calm and comfortable. Holly and Dr. Soltis share more on how the palliative care team helps the family better understand and make decisions to address Anne's needs and manage her overall health. The first value they always have is to understand how we can increase the quality of her life. So initially, um, nursing staff came over and a social worker, and I was able to ask um, questions about how I, how I could help her make safe decisions, relieving her fear about her cognitive deficiencies. Um, they worked really well with my home health aides. And... She needed care and bathing and meal prep, and I needed to understand that on an operational level. I knew what I wanted to give my mother during her illness, but I didn't really know how to implement it. And so they were, they were able to kind of lead me in a way that I could live, my family could live the way we wanted to, but also that they could give me the information I needed to, to do that. Initially, when the palliative care staff came in, we weren't as good at communicating things that we were having trouble with. And one of it was my mother's reluctance to take pills. I mean, she never had that before she, you know, became ill. So we, we had this low-level tension between myself and my mom and Dr. Joe really solved that problem for us in in that she was able to um, get a medication that didn't usually come in liquid form but she found it in liquid form and that it just made it so much easier to be with my mom. We didn't have to spend a lot of our time talking about whether she was going to take her medications or not. It just it was just really freeing to us where we could get closer to to being with each other instead of just arguing about logistics and just general care issues and and i think that's really important is that it you know so much of being with a person with any kind of dementia is making sure that they're agreeing to basic care things and taking care of themselves and and you know so that they can live to the highest quality. And, and it just really cuts the a lot of the tension out when you can find alternate ways to take care of people instead of fighting about how they should be, just really accepting that 
you need to make adjustments and then you can get on with living your regular family life. This is really helpful to us is that it cut down a lot of just arguing that just was hurtful for both of us. Dr. Joe also really helped us in cutting down the number of times my mother would have to see medical staff outside our home, which would be so disorganizing to her. So at this point, my mom gets all her care, all her medical care from um, the palliative care staff. My mother thinks of them as friends. Anne does have, she has uh, other medical conditions. She has COPD and she has some uh, cardiac issues, some heart issues. And fortunately, um, you know, with having this this relationship with, with both Anne and her daughter, um, in the past when Anne would become ill, it would become, it, it was sort of um, just automatic that they would, you know, 911 would be called and she would go to the emergency room. And thankfully, with our service in place, it's been, you know, nice. We do provide 24-7 service, so even though we might not be able to run out to see a patient right away, with knowing our patient's um, so well, we can usually over the phone provide, um, whether it be suggestions for medical management or treatment, or in Anne's case, I know that there were a couple instances where she started to develop an exacerbation of her lung disease, and we were able to intervene and provide nebulizers and medication management at home to alleviate her symptoms and and then see her within a short period of time so that we were, we were able to basically, I think, achieve what a trip to the hospital would have done, but in the setting of her home. We have not had to run back and forth to the emergency room or to see um, specific doctors that they have taken upon themselves to really monitor my mother's other health issues. Um, she has some respiratory concerns and some cardiac issues. And it's so disorienting to take my mother to the hospital and then to take her to the follow-up appointments and, and the weight involved. So we're really lucky that we can have almost a one-stop shopping experience where my mother doesn't need to get um, disorganized and um, confused by um, an emergency room visit or a prolonged hospital stay. Coordination of care is an important role of the palliative care team for those with serious illness like dementia. In spearheading most of Anne's medical care for the dementia and her other conditions, Dr. Soltist and her team can adjust or prescribe medicine and arrange for medical tests to be done in Anne's home. They also stay in touch with Anne's daughter, Holly, the home health aides, and Anne's primary care doctor, often by phone or through email communication, as well as in-home appointments as needed. Patients' needs vary from one person to another, so frequency of communication and visits are tailored and can change over time. With Anne's case, being able to provide that care at home, Thankfully, we're also able now to do blood work when we need to do chest x-rays and basically provide sort of a mobile health service so that she can, um, you know, she can remain at home and we can have the proper information. My mother is medically stable thanks to the palliative care staff. So we, I mostly connect with the nurses by phone and um, 
Dr. Jill will text me or leave a message on my machine when she visits my mother and just kind of give me the rundown of what she thinks. And But I don't need to be there. My home health aides are there. And they also work with my home health aides staff to just, you know, just organize the care and make sure that, you know, she is not um, experiencing symptoms that because she's not as active physically anymore, like, um, a, like a urinary tract infection or skin breakdown. I feel like we have a good working relationship in that if I have a question, I call them, or if they're concerned about something, they call me. Many times if I haven't connected with, for example, the primary care provider in a while, or if I haven't spoken with them, I'll generally just send them my note and add you know, some information, especially if there's a medication change. And, and so um, Usually, I become more of the provider, but with always having the um, ability to reach out whenever needed to either ask for guidance or provide information uh, within the system. So it's actually, um, I think, a very efficient way of being able to provide care as well as not um, putting the onus on the patient or in, in Anne's case, her daughter Holly, to have to make those calls and navigate the system to have consults or follow-up appointments being made when really it's really, you know, just, again, so much energy and usually resulting in, um, or oftentimes I should say, resulting in just excess anxiety on the part of the patient. So I, my job is to alleviate all that by being the person who reaches out and just networks and provides the direct care to the patient on behalf of the specialist and the primary care provider. So I think Holly feels as though she has a reassurance of knowing that, you know, we're all on the same page. We're all, our, our, our focus is Anne, her mother, and she can remain an hour away doing what she needs to do, um, knowing that, um, you know, we're, we're there and we're, we would, of course, um, call her in a heartbeat if there was any change or concern on the part of the caregivers or myself. It's just, really good to know that there's a safety net always that I don't have to solve every problem by myself. Uh, It reduces my like feelings of anger. It just makes me feel more relaxed. I can go to work and if there is a problem, I don't always have to leave in a, in a, like in a tizzy. So they're really helpful like that. The palliative care staff has helped me stay oriented towards my mom's experience as as a unique person. I mean, her personality is still there. She still um, can joke ironically at times. And, you know, I've learned a lot about dementia in general, um, that it's more about my family and my mom's journey instead of about the symptoms that she exhibits. So it's less about the disease and Palliative care has helped me to be more um, focused on my mom and less looking for symptoms of a disease that's, you know, taking her away, you know, little by little. It always really just takes me aback on how present they are when they speak to my mother or to me and that they really have a concentration that and a focus that maybe other medical professionals aren't allowed to have because they're so busy and they have so so many other responsibilities that I really feel supported by them and um, 
it's it seems that you, they really have a a value that they model that this is a normative part of life that you know that we can control the symptoms with my mother's disease and that we can we can live as a family and we can we can all be connected even though she has this uh frightening illness is that it's just added so much to our lives is that they are there to help us squeeze out as much joy and uh compassion and and fun in our family as we can by providing education by supporting people um and making sure that people know that you know there are ways to handle situations as they come and it doesn't have to be um so frightening for people i think that's the one thing that i i guess i want to get across that um yes there might be moments that seem a little bit overwhelming or anxiety provoking but there are resources and people who and more and more there are many ways to help alleviate the symptoms associated with the burden of alzheimer's so it doesn't have to be so challenging and i think having the palliative care layer of support as you're going through something like this really can make a dramatic difference in in terms of really trying to help um maintain and focus on what's most important in terms of quality of life for the patients To learn more about palliative care and how it can help you or someone you love who is living with dementia, Alzheimer's disease, or another serious illness, visit getpalliativecare.org. You can also check out the Palliative Care Provider Directory, which lets you search for a palliative care provider in your area and by setting. This episode was narrated and produced by Nick Ciavada.